guys, welcome to Bloomcast, sharing stories, insight and experiences from youth football. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Bloomcast. So that's Bloomsbury FA's dedicated podcast. I'm here with Joe Hussey, who is the under-13s coach for Bloomsbury FA. Joe, how are you? I'm very, very good. How are you? I'm fantastic, man. I'm even better now because you're so cheerful. The energy's just coming on to me as well. I'm feeling it, man. It's good stuff. Uh, thank, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. No worries at all. No worries at all, man. So uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, sort of the keys to building bonds with young players, um, your role sort of off the pitch regarding the counselling as well. But before we do all that, we want to get to know you a little bit better, Joe. So we're going to do a little quick fire round. You okay with that? Sure, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Great stuff. So Joe, your favourite team? My favourite team. I am a Chelsea fan um, and I've, I've had a yeah, season ticket there um, for four years now. So yeah, big, 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 big Blues fan. Yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, your First football in memory? First football in memory. Uh, probably going over to a Sunday training session with my granddad over in Hull Beach near where I live. And my biggest highlight there was probably picking worms up all, all, all session. <laughs> hey, listen, that sounds delightful, man. That sounds fun. <laughs> Uh, your football idol growing up? Um, my Good question, I've got lots. Um, my favourite football idol has got to be Frank Lampard. Um, just someone I've, I've always looked up to. Um, great player and uh, hopefully will be a, a great manager and you know, lots of years to come with that. Absolutely. I think he's started off very, very well and he's bringing in youth as well into into his, his team. So it's exciting. It's an exciting it time to be a Chelsea fan, I'll be honest. It is in, in, in terms of like the transfer window as well. You know, we're not really messing around of trying to get all these big signings. So, no, I'm really looking forward to next season. Absolutely. All right, cool. Your coaching ability in one word. Oh, um, I'd say ambitious. Love it. Love it. That's a great. I've never had that one before, but that was so confident and so strong the way you got it across. I love that. Um, so in terms of the two managers that are sort of battling it out for the, the premiership right now, are you a Pep fan or a Klopp fan? Um, good question. I'd say I'm probably neither. Um, okay. But if I if I had to pick one, I'd probably yeah. go Klopp because I think he's had he's had more work to do and he's done an unbelievable job with Liverpool this season. Um, I love Pep Guardiola. I love the way he coaches. Um, but for me, just what what Klopp's done um, this year um, and how he sort of you know united um, a whole team together and also um, yeah he's just he's done a marvelous job. So I'd have to back Klopp on that one. Fantastic. And uh, if it was up to you. Would you play four three three or four four two or something else completely? Oh, um, good question. I'd actually so weird, weird answer. I'd, I'd go four three three for attacking, and I'd go four four two for defending. But if I had to pick my favourite formation, yeah, um, it'd be a four two three one. <laughs> Joe, you're an incredible man. I love it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. In the box. <laughs> Cool, oh, of course. Lovely, lovely, lovely. 4-2-3-1, I like that. I like that. Yeah, um, cool, man. Great stuff. That was a great quick fire round. Uh, if this, if there's a competition or a prize to be given, bonus round, you would have definitely got all the prizes. The clean been yours, man. So well done. Surprise. Um, <laughs> let's get into sort of your narrative, your story with Bloomsbury FA. So um, just paint us a picture um, regarding your coaching journey and just where it started and how everything came to be about with, with Bloomsbury. I started my coaching in Stamford, where I live um, and living currently. Um, so a lot of it was sort of holiday camps, um, half terms, Easter's, summers um, of just, you know, local community coming down, uh, put on a whole day for them uh, over a week. So like a week's course. Hmm. Um, and so I started off there with a guy called Chris Palmer, who's a UEFA B coach. Um, and also he was my coach at Stamford Academy uh, from 16 to 19. 
And then I moved to London. Um, so I'm at university at UCFB. So I'm studying a football coaching and management degree. Um, and so then I went on my level two. Um, and of course, you know, because I'm coaching, I've, I've got to find um, a job in yeah. around, around London. Um, so I found a job with a team in Wembley. So literally just around the corner, yeah. um, which was good. Um, and yeah. then one of my well colleagues now uh, and one of my really, really good mates from university, uh, Max, um, he told me about Bloomsbury, um, you know, said how, how great it is and how much he's learning. So, you know, I had to take everything into sort of consideration, um, you know, what, what would benefit me. So I, I looked into Bloomsbury and then, you know, got a job here. And, and so far, you know, I'm, I'm here now and it, it, it's going, it's going great. We love it. Absolutely. Um, what was the, the, the most surprising thing, like positive surprise when you walked into Bloomsbury, if you did your research, but when you actually came into starting uh, delivering sessions and being part of the culture, what really impressed you the most? Um, I think it was more of the structure and the organisation of it. Um, certainly when I was at uh, my, well, the, the, the club I was at before in London, I just, it wasn't very organised. I had a lack of equipment and I just, I've sort of come in and literally just to see how professional it is, you know, everyone's in, in kit coaching kit um it's really well structured um and some great venues and it was just like from my own sort of playing experiences yeah. as, a, as a youth player it was sort of compared to that it was just mind-blowing absolutely just going back quickly what was your um new career like what position did you play um so, <laughs> i'd say i'm a very versatile player i could play every <laughs> position um if, if ooh, my my, my favorite position to play yeah, was probably favorite, yeah. mid um, or centre back. Um, so at a young age, I was playing as a striker. Okay. Um, and I was scoring around thirty goals a season. Wow! I, I was prolific. Yeah. I was, and then after a uh, um, couple years at Leicester, and then um, you know it was, went really well, and then you know getting released and that, and then mm-hmm. after went back to the same club, uh, went to left back. Yeah. Um, did a great job, and then I sort of fell out of love with the game a bit and then I went back to the same club again yeah. um, played a bit more and then went to their under 18s again and just you know wasn't really going my way there and then I went I did a college program yeah um Stanford College a football academy program from 16 to 19 yeah um and then yeah there I was I was playing center mid center back um and they were probably you know my most highlighted years um of myself playing and how I developed as a player and as an individual as well okay cool and so from your experiences obviously playing varied positions and then um having your favorite positions how did that mold the sort of the teachings the themes that you try and get across in your your own coaching um yeah really really good question um a lot of it was sort of it's it's trying to create that environment um, for for each and every player to sort of make mistakes. Um, you know, certainly when I was there, um, we were training Monday, Tuesday, games on Wednesday, training Friday for for two hours. Um, so again, it was just trying to put the things that we had to work on into practice um, because again, then that would have it, it just strengthened us as, as a team and as individuals as well. And of course, you know, player development there was a was a really big thing they emphasised on. Um, so yeah, just taking into lots of sort of considerations, but mainly yeah, the environmental purposes for it, 
um, and making mistakes because, of course, you know, you learn from them as well. Absolutely. Um, all right, cool. So we are going into the main body of the conversation today. Um, the key theme of the convo is the keys to building bonds with young players. So for anyone listening, thinking, oh, okay, what exactly does that mean? What exactly does that entail? In your words, how would you define that and why is that important? Um, yeah, of course, you know, building bonds is, is, a, is a massive a massive part of football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, it was it was building a bond with my coach was the difference of me being a standout player and a squad player, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, it just, it motivated me. It, you know, I, I never really, because as, as a kid, I always used to look for sort of reassurance from my coach or my dad all the time, um, which was quite hard for me. Um, so I, it was hard to sort of connect that bond, but sort of when you're, when you are with a coach, it's certainly from my first, my first year to my second year, I, I didn't really have a great bond with my coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, as I say, I was, I was more of a squad player sort of thing. Yeah. And then the last year I really, I was sort of, I was the oldest there. Uh, I got put as captain as well. Yeah. And literally from the, that point on, I just, and I had a great bond with both coaches there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't say they prioritised me, but I'd say uh, they they took a lot of their time. Well, they put a lot of their time into me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that certainly got the best out of me as a player. No, 100%. And I think uh, you sort of alluded to it just very briefly regarding in terms of how you feel with your manager, how that can impact your performance. Could you just touch on that? So in terms of the first two years when you felt like you didn't have that stronger bond, how did that affect your performance on the field? How do you sort of feel? Just to give a bit of context to people listening. Yeah, def- um, it, it, it was hard, really. You know, you always want to be, you always want to be loved. You always want to be, um, you know, you always want to see a lot of time put into you. But it was really sort of hard. You know, I in my last year, I sort of, I, you only sort of understand now. You don't really uh, understand at the time, but you sort of see, so... What my manager used to do is he used to put all these bibs out in like the formation we were playing, um, preparing for our game on like a Wednesday, and you'd sort of see someone. So we'd all, you know, put our bibs on, etc. And then you, there'll be maybe a spare bib or something, yeah. and it would say, "Yeah, just just whack that on." And then you sort of look at, you know, you sort of you really feel from like you look back now and you sort of go like, you know, I'll, it, it, that that's a really that would be a really hard moment for myself to sort of encounter. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, it is. It is. It is a hard. It is a hard thing to endeavour in, really. Of course. And in the final year, um, things sort of changed. Uh, how explain how that felt when you did have a manager that was, like you said, pouring time into you, trusting in you. Um, how was how was the difference? Um, I'll be honest with you. It's probably the best thing that has happened to me in football, or the thing I've loved the most. Mm. Um, it is honestly the best ever feeling when someone's putting so much time to you because they know that you've got uh, you've got a career in playing however you know my um, I still want to play however you know I'm coaching now and I'm watching Chelsea every week it's it's hard for me to to go and play but um, no it's it's a really really special feeling Um, and that really raised my game because of course I would say there was a bit there was quite because there was a younger group I was playing with obviously it was a 16 to 19 year old program yeah um I'd say I had a lot of responsibility on my shoulders, um, trying to, you know, well, I, they, they were sort of relying on me to perform in a way. Mm. Um, so again, it was sort of dealing with that pressure and that responsibility. But of course, did my you like, coach was did you enjoy that pressure? Did you like the What's pressure? That, did you like the pressure? Did you enjoy it? 
I loved it. I loved the pressure. Yeah. Pressure pressure was always good. Um but every game I sort of, you know, I was always visualizing me having a really good game and then after, you know, I not not sounding too arrogant, but you yeah. know, I, I can't remember if I had a bad game last season wow. really. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, so obviously when you were going through that, you were obviously in your youth years between 16 and 19. Uh, what sort of mm -hmm. age do you think it takes most prominence or has the most effect or could be most detrimental if, obviously I think you could manage it a bit better because you were 16, 17, 18 and mm -hmm. while you were going through those two years when it was difficult with your manager. But if it, if it was slightly younger, would that have more of an effect? Just talk to us on the importance of the age and how it can impact younger players and then slightly older players. Yeah, I think... Um... I think it's more from the sort of start, like literally when you start playing football, um, you know, it's, it's important that we do make it enjoyable for, for, for younger age and also engaging. Um, mm. You know, it's important that we help each and every player mature and, and to try and help each and every player on their, on their football journey. Mm. Um, so again, we, we have got to consider that and, and take that into account. But again, yeah, I'd, they would probably take most prominence on a, a certainly a younger age. And, well, all ages, really all ages. Yeah. Yeah, from, um, from the start of their career. Absolutely. And then how do you think this will impact the standard of football that they're playing? Obviously, for you, that was one thing. But just in general, do you think there could be a massive uh, drop in performance based off of that? Do you think it's individual? Each player sort of reacts to it and maybe rises to the, to the occasion? Or is you think that, generally speaking, it's just going to have a very, very negative effect on performance and standard of football that they can play on the day? Yes, yes, certainly. Um, again, um, as I'll go over my, my playing experiences again, um, you know, if, if, if you're not getting that support, um, then I'd, I'd say, I'd probably say you've, you, you, you have more pressure in that. Mm. Um, and yes, it's just, it's a lot about pressure really. Like the standard of football, it can sort of, it can change. It just depends on, on the morale of the player. Yeah, um, and and certainly the attitude. You know, if they're determined um, and they're motivated, then you know it's it's a great sign to see, and they they want to improve, and you know they they want to reach the goals they set. Um, but if not, then you know the standard of football could really drop, and that could consistently drop um, for for certainly a large margin. I can imagine. Um, you touched on the uh, the tactic you use for yourself in terms of the visualization um, in your in your final here to help you in your performance. Were there any sort of tactics or strategies that the coached deployed or you, now that you look back you thought oh wow they were actually doing this that helped you feel like they, they were building a bond with you a relationship mm -hmm. that connection mm -hmm. yeah um to be to be fair surprisingly we for for a whole year our training session was pretty much the same every single day really uh, yeah every single day it was it was literally everything was the same mm -hmm. um so a lot of that was sort of focusing on patterns of play um, and sort of lots of game-based uh, scenarios and situations. Um, this was to be like, you sort of look and like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to learn from this, just doing the same thing. But surprisingly, it's sort of scary to see how much it, it did improve everyone. Yeah. Um, and certainly, you know, creating that realism, it, it helped us to sort of keep that tempo and, and keep that consistency of trying to, to use the same methods and, and trying to use them against other teams. I can imagine. And then was there anything that he did like individually with you? Did he maybe uh, once a week or once every three sessions, he pull you to one side and say, oh, I really like how you've done X, Y and Z. And that's how you felt like he was really focusing on your game, made you feel like an individual or anything else that he might that the coaches might have done to make you feel like this bond is strengthening? Yeah, defo. Um, certainly a lot of one-to-one -one sort of, the, um, you know, communication. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he let the session still run and then, you know, he, he just come in and just, just talk to me in terms of positional sense, um, uh, in terms of trying to, to help and, and improve other players as well. Um, because I could, I, in a way, I've sort of taken my coaching from him okay. um, to sort of where I am now. And so we sort of, in some ways, see football the same. Okay. Um, and so he sort of he was sort of a mentor in a way who who helped, who gave information over for me to try and give that over to the rest of the players as well. Okay. Um, so again, I learned a lot from it, and also the players. I'd say you know quite a lot of players there also learned from what I was giving them as well. So that trust element, entrusting you to deliver what he wanted on the pitch, made you feel uh, sort of a lot more connected to him, and and, and that bond was strengthened. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, so let's talk with regards to Bloomsbury FA and what they're doing in terms of just connecting and building relationships with their players. So you, you mentioned player care. Um, could you yeah. just explain a little bit about that and what Bloomsbury's vision is for that and helping the, the players that they, they sort of work with? Yeah, of course. So again, we're, we're, in, the, we're in the process of, you know, trying, well, we're working on it at the moment, uh, trying to, um, to look into the sort of future, how we can aid players, how we can help them with the mental side of the game. Um, so player care is where I'd have a 30 minute talk um, with any player. Um, so they just book, book, a, book a meeting. Um, and then we, again, we'll just talk about some of the things and problems they have and uh, a plan on, on how they can and how we can help them. Um, so again, it, it's something that's certainly in the process. I don't want to give uh, too much away. Okay. Um, but Certainly, you know, it, it's certainly a great platform that, that really has a lot of um, potential. Okay. And aside from that, um, how, how, in terms of you as an individual then, how are you um, building bonds or relationships with the groups that you have? Is there, is there a particular method that you use on a training day, on a match day? to get across, you know, to make players feel more secure in who they are and their ability? Yeah, again, it's, it's ensuring that everyone is having fun and, and is learning as well. Um, it is important that we, we do create a setting, uh, sorry, a setting for um, each player to, to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a really, really big thing for me. Um, and then, you know, if they're comfortable in the environment, then it's, it's easy for us to connect because they feel com- comfortable to come and talk to me. So even if it's a player who's quite shy, um, then you know it's it, it sort of cracks their shell open and and it does help it does help us bond because they're in that environment where um, you know they can make they can make mistakes and um, yeah hundred percent. I mean, has there been any sort of standout positive case study where you came in there was a particular child? Don't need to say names necessarily, but mm-hmm. just saying about their journey from being pretty quiet and then over the course of the season or time you're with them they've grown and maybe playing higher up or left to go to another team any positive case stories uh case studies sorry that have come up yeah certainly um yeah I won't, I won't mention any any names but from when i come in um there was one lad who probably the the most committed player i've i've seen mm-hmm. uh, anywhere um you know turning up for sessions every week games mm-hmm. turning up for um, year above games and, and sessions um, and he I think he's had a few setbacks um, in terms of confidence um, so again that's something you know I want to try and help him with um, and and hopefully you know we want to sort of unlock that mindset and and, and try and help him um, yeah. because again we want players to feel comfortable we don't want players to feel pressured um, all the time when they play um, and so it's again it's it's looking at that more fun aspect of it of it to um 
you know, just, just engage them and, and, and make them happy. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think uh, kids get into football purely because it's fun. It's something they can do. Uh, the barrier to entry is so low. You literally just, you, a few mates, you go out, you start playing football and that fun element is what draws you into the game. So if you lose that, then like you said, it's so easy to fall out of love with the game. And that's the worst thing you'd want to do. That's, that's absolutely criminal for a young player to fall out of love with the game. If you can, if you can avoid it, if you can help them understand and make them feel comfortable enough in an environment where they can keep practicing and learning and growing and, and loving what they're doing. 100%, 100%, totally agree. Uh, what are the next steps then regarding, obviously you mentioned player care, is there anything else from yourself or the team um, in terms of just ensuring that bonds are being built, relationships are being built with players, they're feeling comfortable, they're growing and developing um, as players and as individuals? Yeah, um, of course, you know, I've got my, I've got under-13s in my under-13s in September. Uh, it's a brand new group and they this is their first year of playing, playing 11 a side. Um, so it is, it's really important that um, you know, we do a lot of sort of team cohesion stuff, um, and certainly, you know, a lot of a lot of bonding with each other and, and myself as well, um, because it's always scary sort of going up into, um, you know, a, a different sort of structure from yeah. from nine v nine to eleven v eleven. It yeah. it does get a bit more advanced, I'd say, yeah. um, in terms of some of the things we learn and. Um, but again, it's just sort of drip feeding um, each and every player with with information, but also um, trying to do that as a team and as a collective as well. Hundred percent. And for players that are watching this, uh, sorry, listening to this, um, and they might want to be reinforcing their child, or maybe they they have kids that are not necessarily part of the Bloomsbury setup, and they want to see if uh, their coaches they're working with can can instill certain things. What tips? What insights? What what advice would you give to parents for a young player, um, just to make sure that they're still loving the game and building that connection and being confident with it? Hmm. Um, yeah, really, really good, really good uh, question. Um, again, there's. We we want to play a, like a massive part in in each and every player's life. Um, as you know, we see each player around three times, maybe even four times a week. Um, so again, it's just to make sure parents are are keeping them motivated, keeping them also engaged. Um, and and yeah, just you know, you know, parents you know need to know they're they're each player's in a in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, you know, commitment's a big thing. Keep just keep staying committed. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just there's, there's a lot of things that you know parents parents can help with um, and have a big factor in football. Um, but again, you know we we we're trying to we're trying to create a big impact on on young players' lives as well. Hundred percent. Um, are there any regular questions that parents ask? So maybe, like you said, transitioning from nine to eleven aside, maybe some players are better equipped to handle the smaller side sided game, and then when they go to eleven, they don't get as much game time. Is there anything that parents say to you that voice to you concerns that you might be able to share with other parents that might be listening and how you manage to alleviate those concerns yeah certainly um again I'll, I'll go back i'll go back to my my playing experience first second year i was um i was brought off quite a lot um mm. so around like 60th minute mark etc um and you know you've got my my, my parents watching and you know oh, why is yeah. he being brought off so early Mm. Um, so it's you know I do want to make sure as a coach that I am um, giving everyone the right opportunity because again everyone's there for the same reasons um, regardless of ability Um, and it is important that they do uh, they are exposed in certain you know 11 aside um, situations 
um, because of course that that makes them better players. Um, so again, having that sort of structure in for every week in terms of um, time, minutes, and playing time for each player. Because mm-hmm. um, as I say, yeah, again, you know, they're there, they're there for the same reason. They're there to enjoy it. That's it. Um, are there any uh, resources, tools, whether it be a website, a link um, that? You think anyone that wants to know, or maybe even something on Bloomsbury website, maybe it's been a blog post, just about wanting to know how to develop and then maintain strong relationships with their players to make sure that they don't become disenfranchised by the whole process of, of trying to play in the, in the system. Yeah, so I've I did a I did a lot of research on on this, and a, and there's a lot of really really good content on the FA Boot Room. Okay. Uh, um, so I've done a, I do a few presentations uh, on this, and I've, I've referenced a lot of um, the boot room. So that's that's a great site to to go and have a look at. Um, but also as well, um, you know, if, if players will witness that as well when they when they come to our training sessions uh, and our games. So again, it's something to take away from as well. Hundred percent. And now this is your moment. It's your time to shine. So. Ooh. Just before we wrap up the podcast, I give you the opportunity to have one final takeaway message from the whole chat. One nugget, one gem, one piece of insight that one. people are going to tweet, they were going to put on LinkedIn, they were oh going to put on Facebook. This is that takeaway line. They say, yes, this is Joe, this is Joe Hussey. This is what he represented in that convo. Okay, so best, best thing to take away from this is... Certainly from a Bloomsbury perspective, we, we're looking always to, to create bonds with players. Um, we're always looking to keep them engaged, make, making sure they're always having fun. Um, certainly from a from club setting, um, comparing Bloomsbury to all my all the other clubs I've been at, mm. um, Bloomsbury is defo. Um, one of the, well, the best, best, best ever club, uh, clubs I've, I've, I've ever endured in. Mm. Um and certainly just the main thing to take away from this um, is just everything about player bonding, uh, trust, everything I've gone over um, is just to sort of really go in depth and, and go down them avenues and, and really, really, really look, in, look into everything. Um, it's probably not, not the best advice, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's in depth. <laughs> and I think that's what the people want to know. So you give yeah. them range, you give them options. And Joe, that's what life's about. You need variety. So that's it. They can pack exactly. up different aspects that they want to tweet, they want to put on LinkedIn. There you go. You're, the, you're a man of the people, Joe. I'm a man of the people. I'm a man <laughs> of the people. Well, I think I think that is us done. Um, that was that was a really insightful sort of episode, Joe. Thank you so, so much for your time and sharing your, your story regarding your playing career and obviously how to build bonds and relationships with young mm-hmm. players. And I think you're absolutely right. Um, if you can equip yourself with the right information, um, keep players in love with the game. That's the best thing we can do as people that love football and people that coach football. So, yeah, it's been a genuine pleasure, Joe. 100%. I really appreciate your time, James. No worries at all. Really so, that's it. another episode wrapped up. Make sure you're liking, you're commenting, you're sharing, you're subscribing, all of that good stuff, and look out for the next one. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone.
Thanks for listening to Bloomcast. Please share this podcast with others so they can enjoy it too. For more information about the programmes Bloomsbury Football Run, check out our website, www.bloomsburyfootball.com.